Hello and welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass with the support of Arts Council England, in which we explore the impact of art and music on our lives. Drum and Brass is a community interest company whose mission is to do music differently. In today's episode, John Sinclair finds out about the Melody Makers, a beginner's brass band set up by Julie Hoggarth in a small village in Cumbria. Julie explains how the band came into being during lockdown and how learners develop a range of life skills as well as musical skills as they learn to play together. Well, hello, Julie. Um, Melody Makers, uh, why does it exist and uh, how did we start? And who runs it and where? Tell us about it. Melody Makers is a beginner brass band and it's based in Bay, which is a small village in Cumbria that is very well known for a service station on the, <laughs> on the nearby M6 motorway. So we're quite close to the motorway, but it's actually a very rural and lovely place to live. So the, the village has about mm, a thousand residents and the... Melody Makers is a group for young people, but also adults, if they want to join in, to learn to play a brass instrument. And the reason why I, we set it up uh, was because about in, in lockdown, we knew that children were just not having any access to their friends or to anything of outside their homes, really. It was really tough. And so this was um, an online, we began online, bringing people together to learn to play brass instruments. And I suppose when they got together in person, that was a big deal then. It was amazing. The first, <laughs> the first session that we did at the local uh, church hall was brilliant because we, you know, we saw each other full size and in, in reality. And it was very different to working online completely different approach um working in a place where actually the online digital methods allowed us to use uh, recordings and resources from from the internet but live we have to be live and unassisted by any technology um so it's quite different ways of working but both are very very successful we thought and what about the take-up of it? Because obviously you've got to get the message out there that you're starting it online to start with. So mm. has that kind of progressed as well? Well, when we started, we asked local brass bands if this is something that they wanted, in fact, because there are some local brass bands, Appleby, Kirby Stephen. And so I didn't want to tread on their toes. I just said, D is this of any use to you if our, our players learn? And then they come to you and they said, yes, that would be a good thing. So we, we, we had that introductory meeting and that initially put the word out locally to people. And then, so four people were on our online sessions and that grew to about six when we've had our first live sessions. And now people have come and gone as they do because brass playing is not for everybody, but um, we've got a core of about, eight who've been coming for a good while now and we've got 11 or 12 players in current in the current group so you're obviously going to have people of different abilities join the group how do you cope with that 
we do. And with young people coming in with no experience of playing and players who've played a few for a year and a bit, um, you can have like a big difference in abilities. So uh, we, we tackle this in a number of ways. We differentiate the sessions themselves with different levels of music uh, for different um, playing abilities. And a lot of band leaders do this, especially of youth bands. They write music, especially for the young people, the players that they've got. They know the range of those players, what they can manage and what's going to be more challenging for them. So that's one thing. And then we also encourage our more experienced players to mentor or look after the younger, less experienced players. Again, that's something that bands have always done. They sit a young, inexperienced player next to a more experienced player and they share the skills. And that's it's almost um, an organic way of learning, which is lovely. And it also, for our more experienced players, it, it, they are going to experience like, oh no, not the scale again. But if they are actually helping to, helping a younger player, that makes them think about their own playing, which is really a, a positive outcome of helping someone else to learn. So that's that's all good. And then we have, we break out into groups sometimes. So. We sent off a quartet of our our intermediate quartet to prepare a piece and they they worked really well and came back after 20 minutes and performed that piece for the rest of the group which was great <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah they were you know that it gave them so many skills that it's more than just the music right they've got to organize themselves they've got to count themselves in they've got to decide where they're going to stand sit how they're going to perform it I love all, all of that because those are skills that you can take with you anywhere you go. And um, I always see the band as like a small, small to medium enterprise um, with all of the aspects of running a little business. You've got your, your finances, you've got your um, people who are working there, you've got your clients, you've got your, your output, your performances. It's all there, the library, the band library. What? What a challenge! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and it's all there to be to be managed. So, kind of um, try to. Are you? We have we have our own badge system with different badges for different kinds of uh, different aspects of being in the band, and that not only carries the young people through that long couple of years before it's they are really confident playing. Um, but it also teaches them about other aspects of the band, community involvement, leadership, that kind of thing. And um, I mean, I, I had a little go on a saxophone some, some years ago. Do, do the kids come in with an idea of what they want to play or do you get them to try different ones? How, how does that work? We, first of all, always steer them towards the trombone because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to find good you know keen trombone players although that is really hard for a youngster because are the arms long enough <laughs> their arms aren't long enough their arms aren't long enough but it doesn't matter i get them to and it's all about the size of the mouthpiece so like the little mouthpieces for the higher instruments and that feels comfortable for some people than a bigger mouthpiece 
for the lower pitched instrument that feels more comfortable for some people so a bit a bit like the one chooses the wizard yeah but i do, I do like to encourage people to give the trombone a go <laughs> okay well let's hear from some of the kids because you have been having a chat with with something about about what they're doing let's just have a, a listen to some of what they say what is the thing that you like playing the most on the cornet have you got a favorite tune jungle book but now the borders have been changed and the numbers have been put on it's confused you it's confused you what what instrument do you play the tenor horn and it's really fun i'm glad i'm glad it's quite new to you isn't it yeah what's your instrument trombone trombone and do you what's the difference between a trombone and a cornet so it plays its different thing, isn't it? Slide instead of a yeah. Yeah. You're very new to us. Yeah. But you've come back twice. So can you tell us what you've enjoyed so far? Mm, well, I liked um, the um, playing um, the trumpet, um, and I've, I liked the bear dance because. It's a bit like first, it's a bit like normal, and then it goes like, what's this? And then and then when you get to the middle, it, get, it gets a bit more confusing. So at first it's easy, and then it gets a bit more harder, and they also like the cookies at the end. Okay, so they've had some experience. They're happy to talk about it with you as well, which is always good, I guess. Uh, what makes it different from other music groups, do you think, though? There is a couple of couple of differences. One one is that we do what all brass bands do, but we shout about it more. So all of those things that about um, lifelong music opportunities and the peer mentoring and the the community engagement. This is what bands do, but sometimes I think they've they've um, they don't realise how amazing that is, and we. I do see how amazing that is that, that, that you've got these groups with instruments to lend out. So we are very, very pro brass bands and promote those. And I'm I'm in a project at the moment, the Brass Play Brass in Eden project, where we are just literally networking with other bands and putting some information out about all brass bands. And then we are, are an, an inclusive band, so anyone can come along and we teach music reading from scratch so not all bands do that but a few do but we teach in a group from scratch and that's quite um, unusual it means you can learn to play an instrument without having one-to-one -one private lessons and you get all the benefits of learning with others and being in a group and having that social um engagement while you're learning your instruments which i think is like a more real real life experience of, of how and, music and, and, and obviously you mentioned that the, the kids take the instruments home to practice uh the parents have got to put with that but the parents have also got to lend support at the same time the parents are absolutely key and we try to really communicate to parents what what we're doing, what the, what the children have achieved in the band each week, what they've, uh, what we're proud of and what they can be proud of. And 
And really, they are, they're involved in the running of the band of the parents. They designed the logo, they designed, they came up with the name of the band. We have meetings down at the pub sometimes, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> and the children play in the, in the garden and we chat about, okay, well, what do we want to do this term and where we we're going to perform? And yeah, the parents are key and they are very supportive, really. Of, of what we're doing which is wonderful absolutely wonderful uh in the piece we heard earlier with the kids one of them was complaining about trying to get to grips with Jurassic Park and that how much input do they have into what you decide to play I, I guess you get lots of suggestions don't you we do and Jurassic Park was one of them and so I produced that arrangement for band room use only um because they'd asked for it and and of course it is a cracking tune <laughs> so and i only gave it out last week so i i don't expect them to know how to play it yet um and sometimes they ask for things that sound easy but aren't like pop tunes are often very challenging to with the rhythms um and the chords and things are quite challenging for for youth bands and sometimes they are so repetitive that they're boring because what happens in a pop pop song is that the, it's all about the artist doing creative things which don't replicate well on brass instruments. So you just find yourself repeating the same bit over and over again. Not so the Beatles actually. Beatles oh, translate wow. marvelously into brass because they were so clever. Any particular song of theirs that, that um, sticks out? well yellow submarine is a great one for beginner bands because it almost plays itself and then going on to some of the sergeant pepper tracks yeah, yeah, a lot of brass in those as well yeah a lot of brass lots of challenge and um lots of really experimental and interesting things going on so um i think we've done a hard day's night yellow submarine and um eleanor rigby is a, a lovely one and what about uh, the years to come? Obviously, you've got 2023, still a lot of it out there. Uh, have you got some things in mind to, to do this this year? I think the coronation might play a part. Ah, yes. <laughs> so jolly. <laughs> Absolutely. We may, we may um, create a piece. That's something that we do in our band, which is not something that all bands do. But I'm very much for um, creating pieces of music with the children, and they are quite handy with a with a fanfare, I have to say. So we will produce something around a fanfare for the coronation. And there's a lovely group of music groups in the village, Tea Bay. Um, there's a, a kids choir, and there's an, an a community choir. And the lady that runs the community choir puts on two concerts a year and and invites us to play in those concerts, which is fantastic. Um, so I'll just give her a shout out to Alison Mott and Pam Lawson, who runs the kids choir, because those events take a lot of managing. And so she does a really wonderful job for us and for the community. And obviously you've experience of uh, doing a similar thing in Leicester. So is there any plans to kind of link up what you're doing up there to what's here in Leicester? Well, 
we that is on our is on our uh, radar. We've already started young people here talking to young people in Leicester with a view to getting the groups together over definitely in 2024. It would be great if we could have like a mini visit this year. And um, that's going to be so exciting because there's two really, really different areas of uh, rural young people and city young people. And that's when I think that, that there could be some magic happened if we got those young people together because they're so creative and so into music. I think they'd enjoy it and we'd enjoy it. Okay, Julie, we're, we're about done. I'm not asked about how you feel about it because you're obviously leading some of these sessions and showing by example because you learned to play yourself didn't you so yeah yeah is it very much do you feel it's down to you or how much help do you get if any i do get help actually i've got um people who volunteer and help out with the band taking off small groups or um looking after you know things like the registers and the drinks and the giving out music and things all of those are things and and i really value that help i feel a great responsibility for everyone for the people who help as well as the young people who are playing and it is a very absorbing part of my life and really rewarding i love it You've been listening to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass, a community interest company focusing on music for community well-being, with safety, inclusivity and diversity at its core. Thank you for listening, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and you'll hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. And do take a look around the Drum and Brass website, drumandbrass.co.uk, to find out about our many other projects. Our thanks go to Judy Hoggarth and to our funding partners Arts Council England. We also want to thank our producer and presenter John Sinclair and you for listening today. Drum and Brass, putting the community in music and doing music differently.